How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith. When it comes to moving into a career you love, cultivating relationships is critical. But let me ask you, does the word networking make you cringe or even make you sweat at the thought of that word? It makes me think of being in a stuffy hotel conference, wearing uncomfortable shoes in a lanyard with a name tag, pretending like I want to be there and awkwardly meeting new people when really all I want to do is order room service and catch up on the latest Netflix series. In today's world of work, tech and speed once again come into play, making it easier than ever to both cultivate current connections and make new professional friends in so many different ways. As an introvert, I am not outwardly a connector, and I appreciate the ability to stay in touch with my community and make new professional friends in a way that feels comfortable, heart-based, and supportive. I know I'm not the only one. So quick story, I had an intro meeting with a job seeker. His name was Jose. And the first words out of his mouth were that he's not good at networking. And he spent five minutes explaining how he's an introvert and he feels too shy to reach out to others. He didn't want to bother anyone. He didn't have anything to offer in this new industry he was interested in. He didn't have the time and all of these excuses. And it held him back from making a change for at least five years. Jose is not the only example. Plenty of people are held back from making a career change because of this one word. And the reason it feels icky is because most people think of networking as talking to strangers or asking strangers for favors or asking strangers for a job. And of course, it's going to feel awkward and icky if you call somebody up and ask them for a job. So don't, we're not going to do that. Networking isn't asking strangers for jobs. It's about connection, building relationships, and cultivating community in a way that's comfortable for you. So this came up with my Fried to Flourishing Insider community, 
And phrases like slimy or makes me sweat, uncomfortable, all of these words came into the discussion. This one word alone has caused people to overthink, rethink, and sometimes not even make a change because they're quote unquote, not good at networking. So trust me, I get it. And I am on a mission to rebrand this word. Networking is not about going into a stuffy meeting with a name tag and asking strangers for jobs. It's about building and cultivating relationships in a way that's comfortable for you. We all know to land our next best role or to grow in our careers, having a networking strategy is a smart way to build your development plan. And the thing here is, your approach to building relationships gets to be as authentic and exciting as the career you're trying to create. So you get to have conversations with like-minded people, people that you respect and on topics that energize you. That's what networking and building relationships should be about. So join me on my mission to rebrand the word networking and turn this into a way to meet like-minded people that leads to new career opportunities. So in this episode, we're going to talk through how to gather confidence and move beyond your fears. No surprise that it starts with mindset. Then we're going to learn how to connect online in ways that's comfortable for you. And finally, turn your connections into conversations through informational interviews or advice chats. So step number one begins with a specific note about confidence. So building new professional relationships and connecting with professionals requires courage. And with courage comes action. And action builds confidence. Confidence is not something that we get overnight. It is a result of action. So you must have courage and believe in yourself to take action and make things happen. You don't have to do it how everybody else does it though. I want you to do it in ways that's comfortable for you. One way to reset your mindset about networking and cultivating relationships is to lead with service, curiosity, and purpose, not self-promotion. So you can think of this as an avenue to find out more about the person you're connecting with and how you might be able to support them versus self-promotion. So some different ways to help others is very simply share useful information. If you recently read an article or watched a YouTube video or listened to a podcast that you thought was helpful, share that with other people. You can always pay somebody a compliment, especially if someone is putting work into the world. It feels scary. So pay them a compliment and let them know you find their work interesting or helpful. You can connect people to each other. You could write an endorsement or a recommendation for someone. You could solve a problem for someone else. Nothing beats actually doing something kind and generous for someone else. And guess what? That's networking. When you're job searching, this can be especially effective when there's no job at stake. So let me explain this a little bit. 
If you follow my heart-based career planning framework and you've proactively planned out organizations you're interested in, a fantastic next step is to build relationships at those organizations before there's a job at stake. It makes conversations with people at organizations you're interested in much more comfortable. It's less about self-promotion and more about genuine curiosity. And that's also a great way to gather information about a company before you get into the interview process where they're trying to sell you on a job. So you can make decisions, heart-based decisions, on whether or not you'd like to work at a company before you actually apply for a job. So here are a couple more tips to help you reset your mindset. If you're feeling nervous about reaching out to someone, put yourself in the other person's shoes. So what would you do if someone reached out to you for help with something? Most likely, you would feel honored and you would do whatever you could to support them. And they will want to do the same for you. The other thing is, as I mentioned, you don't have to do what everyone else does. So do what's comfortable for you. If you prefer to talk one-on-one on the phone, do that. If you prefer to break the ice on social media, do that. If you're more comfortable joining a group of like-minded people and volunteering for a cause, do that. But leading with a service mindset and doing what's comfortable for you is a great way to let people know that you're available for them. It will help you get started and it will also help you stand out. So now that we've talked a little bit about mindset and confidence, let's move on to a few reasons why connecting with others is so critical when you're changing careers or developing in your career or in the job search process. So picture this, you probably have been in this situation, You join your weekly team meeting and your manager starts with a team update that Rachel is retiring next month, leaving an opening on your team. After the announcement, the first thing your manager does is ask the team if they know anyone who would be a good fit for that job. While you're super happy for Rachel, deep down you know that not having someone in that role is going to cause a lot of extra work. So it is in your best interest to help think of potential candidates to quickly close that gap. When you as the job seeker are one of the people the team thinks of for that role, you're the one getting the text or the email or the phone call that there's an opportunity and they're asking you to apply. So this is why cultivating community and building relationships at your top organizations is so critical. Another quick story. I partnered with a client who was in the job search process. She was interviewing for a role at her top company, and she ended up to be the runner-up for the role. The hiring manager saw her potential and really wanted her on the team. The hiring manager also knew that there was an upcoming role in the future that would be perfect for her. So the hiring manager was behind the scenes, went through all the rigmarole to get the job approved and posted, and then reached out to my client and encouraged her to apply. And she got the job. And this job wasn't even really advertised. So talking with people about who you are, what you do is an opportunity to be considered for jobs before they ever even hit those big job boards. 
So these are a couple reasons why building relationships is so critical. Now let's talk about how you can do this in a way that's comfortable for you. So as I mentioned, it is in your best interest to build relationships with colleagues at your top companies. So again, you can get thought of before the jobs open up. So fun fact here is that you can make this easy on yourself and start with people you already know. Your friends and family are your biggest advocates. They are going to want to help you. And keep in mind, everybody knows somebody. So in order to make this really comfortable, start by making a list. So make a list of your friends and family. Sometimes when we're, not, when we're job searching or thinking about a career change, we forget about our best allies. So keep in mind of your extended family, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your great aunts, your great uncles. Start making a list. Then think about your colleagues. So who are your current colleagues that you trust? Maybe a list of recent colleagues or former colleagues that you've worked with in the past. Don't forget about your community and your neighbors. So thinking through your local connections and the people outside of your professional network that would be able to help you. And then maybe there's a list of acquaintances. So people that you don't know that well, although you could easily connect with. So you start with a list and then determine one person. It starts with one conversation that will lead to another and another. So begin where you're comfortable. That's one way just to start your networking list and start your networking plan. I want to share a little bit more about how reaching out to professionals that you don't know yet might look like, because I know that this can be a little more intimidating. So let me give you some examples of how this could look. So online networking, to me, is an easy-ish way to get noticed and meet people, especially, again, when you've identified your top companies. So you can leverage social media to break the ice very simply by liking, commenting, or sharing on posts. Now I'm going to share an example specifically thinking about LinkedIn here because that is the professional social media network. So quick story, when I was a recruiter, I was um, hiring for a role and I shared that role on LinkedIn with my network and asked if anybody knew anybody for the job. There was a young woman who had consistently liked and commented and engaged very thoughtfully with my content. So when I shared an article or shared some type of tip or trick, she always engaged with me. And then when I shared the post about the job, she reached out to me and asked for 15 minutes of my time to talk about that job. Of course, because I had already placed her name and face and I had seen her engaging with my content, I made the time. I had 15 minutes to chat with her. And guess what? That conversation led to an interview at my company. So that's just one way that you can start small and break the ice with simple likes, comments, and shares. You can also extend your reach and take the conversation offline by potentially writing a letter of interest, which is what I like to call a modern day cover letter. It's basically a pitch to a decision maker at one of your top companies. 
But if you start by building that relationship online, writing that letter of interest will more likely get read. And then you can schedule informational interviews, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, which is what the the woman did in the example that I just shared. So LinkedIn is, of course, a big one for recruiters. So when I was a recruiter, we had what's called LinkedIn Recruiter, and we used it as a search engine. So it is in your best interest, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, to get a LinkedIn profile and use that in your search. But you can also use other forms of social media. So I've had clients get interviews through Facebook groups. So they've joined industry-specific or role-specific Facebook groups. They started asking questions. They offered encouragement. They shared their knowledge. And that led to interviews. And that led to jobs. Couple other ideas if you're not on Facebook. Slack channels are becoming a thing and a way to get jobs. So I had a client who joined or was invited to a Slack channel. She was making a change and she started engaging in the channel and she started using hashtag jobs or hashtag job search. It led to three advice chats or informational interviews and it led to her first ever six-figure job offer. There's an app out there called Fishbowl that you can use to start engaging with professionals in different industries. So the bottom line here is that you want to do what works for you and you want to contribute where you're comfortable, but cultivating your community from a place of care and compassion and curiosity will stand out. Online communities and platforms provide an opportunity to listen, to commiserate, to laugh, to reminisce, and that genuine connection is so important on multiple fronts. So let me share a little bit more about informational interviews, or I also like to call these advice chats, which I heard that term somewhere and it really stuck with me. It doesn't sound as formal or scary. So basically, advice chats or informational interviews are a fantastic way to build relationships at your top companies. So if you're not familiar, informational interviews are very casual, yet planned. They're much less stressful than a regular interview. They usually last around 15 to 30 minutes, and they're a great way to gather more data points about an organization and begin building your community in a strategic way. I like to think about these conversations like creating new professional friends. When it comes down to it, people love to talk about themselves. And if they're working at a great company, they want to tell the world about it. So in terms of how to initiate these conversations, I recommend starting out by finding peer-level employees in the function or the department that you're interested in. Another option is to find somebody who does the job you want and reach out to them. And you can always leverage LinkedIn to see if you have a connection or a second-level connection at one of your top companies. In terms of how you want to be professional, brief, and set clear expectations, Be very courteous of the other person's time. 15 minutes is an easy ask. And make it as easy as possible for the person to say yes. So you want to be really clear about what you're asking for. And then finally, leave a great impression. So follow up, send a thank you note, let them know that the conversation really helped them, let them know how the conversation helped them, 
and ask for an introduction to somebody else. This is where one conversation can lead to another and can lead to another. So you could very thoughtfully thank the person for their time and then ask them who else they should reach out to and or a warm introduction to that other person. So these conversations are so critical, especially for career changers and job seekers. I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to informational interviews in the next season. So stay tuned. So I want to wrap up here with a quick example. So here was an example of a career changer who was working in a very technical writing role, and they wanted to move into internal communications. They were also doing an industry shift. So a little bit of a role shift and an industry shift. The industry shift was from a scientific company to a gaming company. So this person leveraged LinkedIn to find key players in the communications department at their top company. They also found other social platforms. So they found them on Twitter and Instagram. They started adding comments and adding value to their posts consistently. They also found out that one of them had a podcast and started listening to the podcast and gathered so much information. From there, they set up an informational interview with the podcast host, learned about the challenges on the team, from there, wrote a very thoughtful letter of interest, which led to an interview, and this person is now working at that company. So that's just one example where this person did what was comfortable for them, and it worked out great. So in summary... When you think about networking or building relationships, you want to recognize that mindset is half the battle. The word networking makes most people cringe, but you're going to move beyond your fears by leading with the service mindset, helping other people, not self-promotion. Then moving into connecting comfortably with others, starting with your own personal and professional network. Remember, everybody knows somebody. You can leverage social media and the internet to cultivate your community, joining online groups, breaking the ice to get noticed, and then turn your connections into conversations through informational interviews. These are a great way to help you gain information from a place of genuine curiosity and get thought of for a job before it even comes open. Ultimately, this will help you build a strong network of people who will vouch for you and who know what you're capable of. The bottom line is your approach to building relationships gets to be as authentic and exciting as the career you are working to create. You will have conversations with people like you, with people that you respect on topics that energize you. So speaking of connecting, let's connect. I'll add my social channel links to the show notes and I'd love to connect on any platform that you're interested in. I also have a networking guide that's a free download and I will put that in the show notes in the case that it's helpful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding this podcast helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend. Talk to you next time. 